Lord, we have come into your presence this morning. We have worshipped you with our lips and hopefully with our hearts and our souls in song. We have prayed, we have confessed our sin. We've tried to turn our hearts towards you. Lord, we've heard the witness of your holy scripture to your saving story to all the nations in Jesus Christ. Please open our hearts. Speak to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. May we never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. I want us to think back for a moment to when we had the very best news. Think back to something in your life where you were just like, oh, I can't believe that happened. Got that in your head? Maybe. Some of you are smiling. Some of you are like, no. <laughs> um, who did you tell? Think of the first person you wanted to tell. Or if you can't think of a really wonderful thing that happened, think about if something really wonderful did happen to happen to you, who would be the first person you would want to tell about? Whatever it was, right? You know, for me, usually I want to call my wife and uh, let her know because I know that she will be happy, hopefully for me, and share in the joy of whatever it was. <laughs> but what if it's something really, really amazing do you stop with just that one person, or are there more people that, you know, after you get off the phone with that one, then you think, who else can I call? <laughs> Have you ever done that? I don't know. That happens in our house sometimes. You know, yesterday, Elisha happened to um, harvest a deer, and he had people he wanted to drive around and show it to. <laughs> <laughs> he was so happy about it. It was such a blessing in his life. Maybe, you know, you got an awesome job, or maybe something wonderful happened for one of your children, or maybe some fantastic accomplishment occurred in your life, or, or maybe you had a spiritual breakthrough with God, and something that you'd been struggling with for a long time all of a sudden made sense, and you were like, oh, I get it now. That's what you were doing, God. <laughs> I wondered there for a while. <laughs> Do we... Do we have the same enthusiasm to share with people around us what God has done in our lives as we do with some of the other, perhaps, more safe things to share? Uh, we were checking in Elisha's deer at the Meriden store yesterday morning, and we were standing in line, and he was saying to me, this is the second best day of my life. <laughs> and the shopkeeper there says to him, oh, the second best? What was the first best? And he looks at me like, what do I say, Dad? And I said, you can say it. And he goes, when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Oh, <laughs> what? Pastor's kid. Pastor's kid. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. My family gets $5 every time I mention them in the sermon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but we're getting ready to talk about learning to share what God has done in our lives. You know, some people call this sharing our testimony. And when we hear that word testimony, it strikes fear in some of our hearts. We're like, testimony, that sounds particularly evangelistic. And I don't have a sandwich board to wear. I'm not going to go stand on a street corner and do that. Or we might say, my faith is private. I don't talk about it with anyone. How did you hear about it? 
Or maybe we might say, I'm not trained as a pastor or a theologian. Or my favorite, that's not my spiritual gift. Then you've made it sound holy and you have a good excuse. Right? Some people might say I'm not qualified or feel that it's too forward of them to talk about it. People have a lot of reasons for that. Uh, but, you know, sharing our testimony really is, is looking at what God is doing in our lives. What has God done? What are we thankful for? We could start there. We don't need to begin with four spiritual laws and a great chasm that's bridged by the cross and be able to explain the Roman road and all that stuff. And, you know, that's all really good stuff to know and to be able to talk about. But what if you see somebody that's having a hard day and you say, I'm going to pray for you because I know that prayer works. It has in my life and here's how. That's starting to share your testimony. We're looking at scriptures today that, that help us to understand what it is to have experienced God in such a way that we give him praise and thanks and glory. And then from us flow rivers of living water out to those around us, illuminating what God has done. We talked about it with the kids this morning, but I want to bring it up again today. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the whole earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations and his wonders among all peoples. Charles Spurgeon says it this way on, in commenting on this psalm. A new song, always new. Keep up the freshness of your praise. Do not dribble down into dull routine. We have new mercies to celebrate. Therefore, we must have new songs. It's a good starting point to recognize what God has done in our lives and to be thankful. That doesn't take a theological degree, right? That takes realizing that something outside of ourselves has broken into our lives and blessed us in ways that we couldn't possibly imagine. How about in um, the epistle lesson today, right? Thessalonians, this is, this is wonderful and powerful. So they hear the good news from Paul and friends. They encounter the Lord, and the result is so life-changing that look what happened. Word just got around. They didn't even have the internet or satellites or passenger pigeons, right? Maybe they did. I don't know. I, wouldn't, I wasn't there. But word has gotten around. People hear of their faith and how their lives are changed. We're going to read a little of it again. The message of the gospel came to you, not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. Have you ever heard the word of the Lord coming to you in power and with conviction and where your heart is stirred by the Holy Spirit? That is the Lord saying, knock, 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 I'm coming to you. Will you let me in? Will you let me transform you? 
Will you let me bring all of my good and all of my blessing and all of my gospel and my salvation into your life? Going on here. Just as you know what kind of persons we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord. For in spite of persecution, you received the word with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit. So even though they were going to be persecuted for receiving the gospel, they did with joy, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place your faith in God has become known, so that we have no need to speak about it. So, Paul is traveling around, right? He's teaching, he's preaching, and clearly he has heard about what has happened to these people from other people. Like, word has gotten out. And that's because lives were changed and transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, by the living word and the power of the Holy Spirit in such amazing ways that it couldn't be kept silent. It got out. For the people of those regions report about us what kind of welcome we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God. Therein lies the shape of how we can share what God has done in our lives. They formerly were following idols. They heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now their lives are changed in these amazing, wonderful, and powerful ways. And the contrast is evident for all to see. That's authentic, to use a word that's used too much nowadays. <laughs> right? People want to argue doctrine. They want to argue this and that and the, the hermeneutic and you know whatever you want to talk about in the Bible and, and uh, interpretation and what does this word mean and that word mean and what, but your story happened to you. Your story is where God broke into your life, interrupted your process, changed you, and here's how you're growing in him now. Nobody can argue with that. You have an eyewitness testimony to what God has done in your life. The authentic expression of the faith is attractive. It's powerful. It's real. People today are really aware of a fake. Because technology has gotten to what it is, and movies are what they are, and you can make almost anything look real, there's a lot of people out there that think the moon landings didn't happen. Think about those as-seen-on-TV ads, right? You know, they have that aisle at Walmart, the as-seen-on-TV aisle. Simply amazing, and it really, really works. Well, probably not. <laughs> Or maybe for a week till it breaks. Um, you know, Christians in the epistle reading today had such a transformative experience of the gospel that their faith became known far and wide. They were eyewitnesses of the power of Christ to change them. And it was such good news that they couldn't keep quiet. Even if they were introverts, or it wasn't their gift, or they felt it should be private. 
<laughs> they probably couldn't keep quiet because the word got out. That's not because they were special Christians or more holy than us or had a different Jesus or a different gospel. The same power of God, the same gospel, the same Holy Spirit that was at work and active in their lives is available and active at work in our lives today. Many of you have experienced this in your own lives. And the transformation you have undergone is a testimony to what God has done. We are people of the book. We have been entrusted with the words of life. We have received God's word in all its power and all its authority. And it is a living document. You know, some of the things that um, N.T. Wright says about the Bible, it's not a reference book. It's not a rule book or a historical proof. It is a living and active part of God's plan of redemption for us. You know, we often talk about the authority of Scripture. Um, in the Holy Scriptures, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit have imparted their authority. It's not the authority of the book that we hold in our hands. It's the authority of God himself vested in Holy Scripture. God who imparted his holy inspiration to the people that wrote it down by the Holy Spirit. And it's not just this reference or a bunch of rules. It's a narrative. Why did God reveal himself to us in a narrative? Because it's a story. It's living. It's active. And the invitation is for us to join with God's story. The story of redemption, the story of our rebellion and our return. We are recipients of this and we are also the bearers of it. Speaking of authority, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me and as the Father has sent me, now I send you. There's nothing inactive about that. We don't need the theolog theological degree to tell the story. We need a grateful heart, excited by what God has done. We need to find enough value in what God has done for us that we are excited to tell others about it. I'm going to close with a just a little chunk of um, what N.T. wrote about this. He says, the world needs to know that there is a different God. When the world says God, it doesn't mean what you and I mean by God. It doesn't mean the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. It means either a pantheist God, the God of all being, a sort of nature God, or it means a deist God way up in the sky who started off by being a landlord, then became an absentee landlord, and now is just an absentee. We have to tell the world again that God, who is in authority over the world, the God who speaks through Scripture, is the Father of Jesus, 
the God who sends the Spirit. And therefore, we have to announce to the world the story of Scripture. Lord, thank you for redeeming us. Thank you that as we think about your story at work in our lives and how it has become our story, we reflect on how we've changed and how we've grown and and are now different than we were before. Lord, may you continue to draw each one of us by your Holy Spirit closer into the river of life, into the power of the Holy Spirit, that we would recognize your story in us, and that in word and in deed, your gospel, your truth, your living word, would be shared just by our daily life and work, our passing conversations, things that we think are coincidental but in your economy are not. May we start each day by saying, here I am, Lord, send me, use me in whatever way you would choose. Help me to honor you with my thoughts and my words and my actions. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and join together in the